Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Michelle Smallman, Dan McLaughlin, Randy Carricker, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and our buddy Joe Vitale joins us, as he will every Friday morning here on Carricker and Smallman. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Randy, what's going on? Boy, the all-star lineup today. Holy smokes, I feel honored. Well, it's it's never an all-star lineup until you're on the air with us. That's correct. Hey, nice setup there, big fella. Appreciate that. So the final preseason game tonight and then a week from tomorrow is the regular season opener for the Blues at Colorado. Uh, let's start with this. How do you like what you've seen so far in the preseason? I think it's been a great preseason, Randy. I mean, there's been there's been some players that have stood out. There are some players that have been on that bubble that maybe haven't pulled through to the expectations of some people. And uh, there's room and there's opportunity out there. And there, there are people that are they're going after the opportunity. I mean, I look at a player like Jake Neighbors, young kid, first round draft pick, just mature beyond his years physically. Uh, you know, I think from a psychological standpoint as well, he spent a couple months with Braden Shen last winter, kind of got him really comfortable and used to the team and all the kind of things like that. So with that being said, I think Jake Neighbors has come in on the scenes very, very strong, and he's given Doug Armstrong a lot to think about moving into the final preseason game tomorrow before we get things rolling here next weekend. What's your take on British people adding a U to Neighbors in favor? <laughs> Say that one more time, Randy. So like Neighbors, N-E-I-G-H-B-O-U-R-S. That's the way they spell it in UK. Or Favor, F-A-V-O-U-R. Mm. So, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I think it kind of stands for where they come from. Kind of classy, see that isn't it? Yeah, with the two S's when you talk about a Swedish player. Um, you know, so to me, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, adding that U is a little elegant, no? I like uh, I, I, would, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted yeah. to get a take. Yeah, Joey, no, Joey has great takes on everything. Um, Joey, James Neal, what's his role? Well, James is going to be a goal scorer. I mean, that's what he's done uh, his whole career, Michelle. I mean, he's I played with him in Pittsburgh when he got 40. Uh, he's always between that 20 and 30 goals um, a year threshold. And I think that's what you can expect from him. It's been a bit of a drop-off the last couple seasons. I think going to Canada, dealing with COVID, dealing with the bubble, I think that's kind of had a bit of a, a bit of a hiccup in his, in his performance, and rightfully so. Uh, they brought him to camp because he's a goal scorer. Does he still have a little bit of life left at his age? I think he's shown that he does. You know, the hat trick in the first game, and really just continue to build from there. The scoring's kind of, you know, dried up a little bit since that first game, but we're just talking about scoring chances. They're there. I mean, below the dots, he's a strong player. He's heavy. He's strong on pucks. He knows how to take pucks to the net. It's a very deceptive, quick shot, kind of like Vladdy's, where it kind of comes and pops off the stick quickly. So he's going to add He's going to add a scoring dimension to this team if he, if he continues to play well into tonight's game, and, and maybe he signs here with the St. Louis Blues. And I mean, the good news is, with Calgary buying him out, you know, I think he's getting paid $1.9 million for the next four years, and he can do that just by sitting home and doing nothing. So the Blues are in a good spot right now. They can sign him for the league minimum. He'd be extremely happy with that because he's still making his money elsewhere. So you can sign him for $750,000 because uh, the Blues, as we all know, don't have a ton of room uh, as far as the cap is related. So they don't have a ton of wiggle room financially. And so you can sign a great goal scorer, potentially 30 goal scorer for league minimum. So I think you look at it that way, and it could be a very positive thing. 
Yeah, I bet you can't go anywhere, Joey, and somebody saying, hey, what's going on with Tarasenko? How does he look? Does he break with the team? Do they trade him? So those are my questions to you. Where, where are you right now on uh, Vladimir Tarasenko? You know, right now, uh, Dan, it's just, it really, it's just, we're at a stalemate still. I mean, we're kind of on, on a holding pattern. I think we're still waiting. Could something happen before the first game of the year? Maybe. Uh, are they keeping James Neal around for that reason? Because, again, he, he does remind you a lot. He does remind you a lot of Vladdy and the way he performs. So, um, Vladdy's looked great. His spirits have been great. Seeing him on the plane, he's, he's up. He's been playing great. He's been playing with a lot of energy. He's, he had that great goal in Chicago, that quickness, that shot, not even looking at the net. I mean, that's what he's going to bring, right? If, uh, from a stand, team standpoint, I think that they're kind of in that kind of holding pattern, though. They're kind of just kind of sitting around waiting. But in the meantime, he looked very good. You know, I, I fans may or may not want to hear this, but I am curious about it. And you being a former player uh, would have a full understanding of this, especially now with your growing family. There's the, the human element of this. And I am curious, did his family stay in town? Did they go back to Russia, uh, what what happened? Because, I mean, you're dealing with a, a young man. Vladimir Tarasenko is a young man. He's been around forever, and he's got a young family. Uh, what 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 goes on with that? How do you how do you handle that situation? I mean, it's tough, you know, and this is this is something. It's, it's a really good question, Dan. I'm glad you're bringing it up because I don't think it's talked about enough, you know, because we always are constantly, you know, talking about performance and is he going to be here? Where is he going to go? Why is, why is this player slipping? Who's hot right now? But, but there is such a human element to this. Uh, they did stay in the States over the offseason. They spent their offseason in Miami. He trained down there with Ivan Barbashev and a bunch, a bunch of other Russians who really couldn't get back home or were nervous to get back home because and, and, they were nervous about how that would affect the start of the season. So he trained really hard down in Miami. His family was there with him there. Now his family's here with him now. And Vladdy is a He's a very committed family man, and he leans heavily on his family. And I think if you were to ask him, he would say in times like this, he's leaning even heavier on them because with so many unknowns and, and doubts. And, and listen, this is a very conditionally loving sport, uh, like, like a lot of sports. When, when you're at the top, people are loving you. And as soon as you slip and things like this happen, no one wants anyone, anything to do with you anymore. And, and it has an impact on, on someone's soul. It has an impact on someone's personality. And, and even coming to the rink every day, I bet it's still a little bit uneasy. So for him to lean on his family is, is, a, is a very, very important thing right now. And I think it is, goes for a lot of players who are kind of dealing with the same things that Vladdy does. And, I mean, the good news is, and I've seen players that are dealing with what Vladdy has dealt with who don't have that family support. You know, I think of a player like Gene Schwartz. Last year, I mean, his father passes away. We all knew what happened to his sister years ago as well. You know, he didn't have that family support. He wasn't married at the time. It was it was a struggle for Jaden. You know, it, it was something where players like Braden Shen and Ryan O'Reilly, they had to go even more out of their way to make sure that Jaden's being taken care of because there is just this, this whole other side um, to this player, and this is the person. So from, from Vladdy's standpoint, he, he does have a great family at home that's kind of looking after him and, and kind of pushing him through this. And, I, I guys, I think at the end of the day, I think we all know what needs to happen. Both sides know what needs to happen. Uh, it's just a matter of just getting it done. I think once both sides do that, everyone can move on peacefully. Hey, Joey, last thing from me. I really don't consider last year or the year before real hockey seasons, not to take away from the championships of the Lightning, because I, I'm not saying that those aren't legit. But to me, real hockey includes having full seasons and full arenas during the course of an 82-game season. How do you look at that? You know, I kind of go back and forth on it. You know, for a while there, I, I kind of was on your side, Randy, where I thought that, yeah, this doesn't seem like a real year. I mean, the bubble especially was like, eh, can we even call this a championship? Then there was the other side 
where it was like, well, you can even make the argument that it was tougher to win. I mean, I was with Jamie Benn uh, a couple days ago, and there was a great video of him when Dallas lost to Tampa in their first cup. This was in the bubble now. Uh, when they lost to the first cup in Edmonton, um, Jamie Benn was in the locker room in his full year, I think like an hour and a half or even two hours after after Tampa had won it. I mean, it was a great video. You can probably find it online. But the, the room's empty, and he's still in his, his green Dallas jersey. I don't know. It's just in some ways you, you look at things like that and like what these players from a personality, from a person standpoint, had to go through to, to get to the bubble and win that cup. I don't know. In some ways, maybe it's even tougher than a normal season. Um, but w- w- whatever you say, however you slice it, I think everyone is just, just really looking forward to this year. I mean, everyone's looking forward to the 82-game season. Hopefully we won't have any hiccups. I mean, the fans already in preseason have been terrific. I'm going to buildings. We were in Minnesota and Dallas. We were at Columbus. Fans are getting in because they're vaccinated and, and they're feeling good about that because now they can take their mask off and watch a hockey game. It doesn't seem like people are enforcing it as much anymore because in order to get into the rinks, you got to show proof of vaccination, which is a great thing, I think. I think it's going to make the, it's going to make the setup even better for fans. So I, I really am encouraged by that. Players are encouraged by just having – Having guys back on the plane. I mean, I've never been bugged so much going to the last three preseason games as I was this past week. Guys come up to me just, just kind of shooting the breeze, right? How's, how are things going? Who got the lineup tonight? How's everything else going? It's just guys just miss that camaraderie. They miss kind of what it was back in 2019. They're looking to get back to that. So this, this is going to be a fun year. I will tell you, being around these players, the energy's there. The, the, the giddy-up is there. They're pumped. They're ready to go to Colorado. This is going to be a big test right out of the gate. But they're ready for it. And this is a great team. I'm telling you right now, this is, this is a team that come April, we're going to be like, whoa, we should have maybe given the Blues a little bit more credit than we did at the beginning of the year because this is a very, very deep hockey club, especially from the forward standpoint. Maybe a little help on the D would, would help this team. But this is going to be a good hockey team. They're excited. They're energized. And the fans in St. Louis should too. How are they approaching, uh, you know, when you open up in Colorado, a lot of teams love to go early, very early, to get acclimated to the altitude. Um, is the team going out there maybe for like a bonding trip for a week or something like that? Maybe go to, well, wherever they want to go, in, I mean, you know, multiple spots to go in Colorado, and then they're going to stay on the road. So are they going to try to do that in what would now be normal uh, circumstances to enjoy the trip, bond, practice, get used to the altitude, all that kind of stuff. Keenan would have gone to Aspen, by the way. Oh, for sure he would have. <laughs> we're we're going to one-up Keenan just a little bit, and, we're, and they're going to go to Vail. So how about that? Nice. Go even nice. Are you, do you get to go with that uh, that trip, too? You know what, Dan? I had the option. You know, I, I'm not going to tell you how the conversation went with my wife, yeah. but uh, you can kind of take a guess. Uh, oh, so you're going to go out to Vail for four days. Are you covering the team? No. Are you going to be with the team? No. Are you having anything to do with the team? No. But you're still going to Vail for four days? Uh-huh. So it, that, that conversation, it just didn't go well. It just didn't go well. I'm just going to leave it at that. So what I did was I did the mature thing, talked to Chris Gerber about it, and said, hey, let's just go a little bit later. So we're, we're going to bypass it. That's for the team, and that, that's for those guys, and, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to go out a little bit early, uh, not only get used to the altitude, but I think just being together, being together on, on the road. It's been a while since they've been able to you know jump in on these restaurants and, and just be a team, be together. I mean, some players don't even know a ton about Tory Krug yet. I mean, this is where you get to know everybody. And my, my favorite times as a player was going out on the road and you know splitting – splitting wine and then playing the credit card game. Everyone throws a credit card in the hat. Whoever pulls the credit card out, the waiter pulls it out, you pay. Everyone's joking around and complaining about crocodile arms over here who never pays for a meal. I mean, that's that kind of, that's that kind of camaraderie. You just, you don't always get at the rink because it's such a high stressful environment at the rink, but going out to dinner and doing these trips, which you're going to be doing next week before the Colorado game. To me, that just, that, that sets the foundation straight for what championship teams all have. And then we all see it with every championship team that's ever won here in St. Louis. 
And that, and that foundation is just strong relationships. You, you have to have strong relationships because, you know, when, when, when you're tested and you're, I've been on that bench, uh, things aren't going to go well in a game. You're going to get down early. Ranson's going to blow one by Bennington. Um, someone's going to get in a fight. McKinnon's going to be flying all over the place. I mean, the live fire is going to be happening on Saturday. And that's what, that's what happens in a game. And you're on that bench. And the only thing you can do is look left and look right. And, and, and you have to look to the left and know this guy's got my back. And you have to look to the right and go, this guy's got my back. And they got to say the same about you. Right, because that's that's what it is. It's it's a high and in, high intense game. The things go wrong, and it's fast, and you got to make decisions, and you're going to make poor decisions a lot because it's so fast. And then you got to regroup from those poor decisions. But in order to get through all that, that mental capacity, you have to be able to look left, look right, and look behind your coach, and know that this guy, this guy, and this guy, they all got my back, and I got their back. So again, the foundation of a good team is strong relationships, and that's what they're going to go out there and do. They're excited. I'm excited for them, and like I said, it's just exciting that uh, we're going to get this thing rolling off in a huge test. Boy, it's going to be a big test. I think, I think Colorado may be the deepest, fullest team in the National Hockey League, so we're going to get punched in the nose right out of the gates. It's going to be good to see how we respond. Joey V, great to hear your voice. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week before the opener. Thank you all. You guys have a great weekend. See you too. See you. Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.